You're listening to Vox Talk, the voiceover industry's number one podcast, brought to you by Voices.com. It's about voice acting, growing your business, and sharing your knowledge. Vox Talk is a show that you can be a part of. Getting involved is both fun and rewarding. It's time for this week's episode of Vox Talk. Hi, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Carmi Levy. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a busy week in voiceover, and we've got lots of ground to cover. In Tech Talk, Apple is making headlines, but not for the usual reasons. The company is being honored with a major award for its voiceover for iOS feature. And in VoxBox, we hear from Brett Olson, a Voices.com top 100 talent, who is going to let us in on how he became the voice for one of the biggest tech companies on the planet. But first in the biz, we're talking NAB. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. The National Association of Broadcasters is one of the most respected trade associations in the industry. For almost a century, it has helped broadcasting professionals build policy, learn best practices, and advance the state of the radio and television art. And every year, the organization holds the NAB show in Las Vegas and has become much more than just an excuse for radio and television executives to meet. It's a convergence point for the entire digital media space, where traditional broadcasters mix with video post-production professionals, programmers, internet specialists, and voice talent and producers. Two of our best and brightest were at this year's show. Sarah Williamson and Sarah Jamison are client account managers here at Voices.com, and we're delighted to welcome them into the studio to share their impressions. So tell me, Sarah, what was it like to be in Vegas this year? Well, it was um, the biggest NAB conference that we've seen in 10 years. So um, over 100,000 people were in Las Vegas to attend. Um, It was bright. It was exciting. Uh, There were over 1,700 companies exhibiting in a lot of different sectors like advertising, radio, television, post-production. And uh, yeah, it was a really great experience for everybody there. You must have bumped into some really cool people when you were there. Tell me about it. Yes, Carmi. So we spoke with a lot of amazing companies such as Whisper Room while we were there, Pond5, HP. And we also really enjoyed meeting George Whittem from Edge Studios. We had a little interview with him and we spoke about our experience there networking with different talents and potential new clients. What was it like to meet folks that you've either never met before or you've worked with remotely and now here they are in the flesh? It was so great to finally put a face to some of the names that we're so used to working with, like the good folks from Egg Studios, like some of uh, the talents that we work with all the time. Um, We really got to have a personal um, experience and get to know them a little bit better. So uh, yeah, it was really, really nice to finally meet them. We know that you went down with uh, some goals in mind. You want to tell us a little bit about those? Yes, absolutely. So we were able to connect with a lot of producers and creative directors from all over the world. Uh, There were people that flew in from Europe and all over the States, so that was really neat. And we also got to meet with a lot of potential voice talents, so we got to explain that side of the coin of our website to them as well, give them some tips with how to get their career started, and we enjoyed meeting the producers so that we could hopefully create more job opportunities for these talents through our site. What are, uh, you know, if, if you had to think of the three things that you take away with you from a show like this, what would they be? 
Um, I think the biggest thing for Voices.com as well as our community of talent is just exposure. Uh, a ton of big name companies um, that might not have otherwise been aware of the great network of talent that we have are now super aware um, of Voices.com's amazing capabilities, and um, now they're more likely to hire our talents for their productions. What about you, Sarah? I would encourage our voice talents to check out NAB next year. It was such a fantastic opportunity to gain a little bit more visibility in the community uh, with all of the producers and creative directors there. They, I noticed a lot of people were walking around to different booths, networking, and networking even with the people that were walking around. I know a lot of people say that the NAB show is all about broadcasting, but in reality, it's gone way beyond that in recent years. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we definitely did meet a lot of people in the broadcast industry. Um, so, you know, your radio, television, um, news networking, that kind of thing. But beyond that, um, there were a lot of tech companies that support the broadcast industry. And um, even like some real Hollywood players were there. So um, I think it's expanded and that probably plays a large part in why this was the biggest show that they've had in 10 years. So what were some of the most exciting things that you saw on the floor for voice talent to experience? It was really great for the voice talent to be able to get some face time in with some of the latest really big people in production. And they were able to almost have the NAB show as a water cooler, a place to connect, a place to bring about a sense of community because they're working remotely. They don't always have that. So it's nice to be able to share tips with each other but then also learn about the new greatest tools that they can use to help enhance their careers. So you're talking to talent now. They're looking ahead maybe to next year's NAB show or other shows on the agenda. What kind of tips would you give them to consider before they sign up for one? Well, Carmi, the first tip that I would give is you have to attend NAB. It really is such a lucrative opportunity and uh, such a great experience for um, anybody in the industry. Um, as Sarah said, to check out some really cool cutting-edge technology, um, new microphones, recording booths, all that kind of stuff. And beyond that, um, just a way to um, give yourself some exposure um, to an industry that's ever-evolving. Definitely sounds like something we want to be at next year, and we're looking forward to being there. Thanks, guys, for being in studio with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Carmi. Thanks, Carmi. Coming up next in Tech Talk, Apple is getting a major award for a groundbreaking voice technology. We'll learn more. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. You don't have to be a tech expert to know about Apple. It's now the biggest tech company in the world, and many of us in the voiceover industry use iPhones, iPads, Macs, and other Apple products to run our own businesses. One of the reasons Apple is so successful is because it's never been afraid to introduce new devices, apps, or services that expand the way we use technology. Apple has always been focused on helping more people gain greater access to the tech world. And one solution in particular is in the spotlight for being especially helpful. It's called VoiceOver for iOS, and it was quietly introduced a few years ago. Now, if you have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, it announces artists' names and song titles whenever a new song begins to play. It doesn't sound like much, but it means visually impaired users can take advantage of mobile technology far more effectively than they could ever before. Apple's been working behind the scenes to build VoiceOver for iOS into more apps and services. It opened up the code to developers so that they could make their apps more accessible to the visually impaired. 
It introduced new tools to make it easier to build voice capabilities into a wider range of software and services. Mostly under the radar, VoiceOver for iOS has helped bring more opportunities for voice integration into the market for mobile devices. And now, Apple has been recognized for its efforts. The American Foundation for the Blind has announced the company will be one of four recipients of the Helen Keller Award. The foundation praised Apple for, in its words, advancing humanity by making its products accessible to people with various disabilities. The award will be presented at a ceremony in New York City on June 18th. VoiceOver for iOS was the key technology that allowed Apple to open up its Macs, iPhones, iPads, and iPods to people with disabilities. By leveling the playing field for developers and users, it broadened everyone's horizons and created a more inclusive ecosystem for customers, developers, and voice talent. So, how does the voice industry benefit from technology like this? It's almost like a rising tide benefiting all boats, Stephanie. So, you know, when you open up the market for services that serve the disabled to a wider audience, you create more opportunities for projects that require voice talent. And so this isn't just a, an app for the disabled. This is an app for everyone that has this capability built into it, which means the market size is now much larger. We're seeing more, more projects. We're seeing more programs. We're seeing more apps and services services that require voice talent, all because Apple kicked the door open. And it isn't just for iOS devices. Because of Apple's influence, we're seeing a similar thing happening in the Android world as well as in the PC and the Mac world. So everyone benefits because there's more work available. And no doubt they're also in other languages too. I mean, obviously English would be the default for our audience here, but if there are doors of opportunity opening for English voiceover, uh, surely the apps and, and other devices that are being used in other countries and maybe even English-speaking countries with different accents, there will be more work for you there too. It's a huge multiplier. You almost didn't realize that you had that opportunity until this technology came along and allowed you to expand the capability for relatively low cost. In other words, Apple wants to make it easy and inexpensive for you to add this capability to every app that you have. So a lot of developers, a lot of companies, a lot of tech companies are going back to services they've already released and going, can we layer this on top of it in whatever language we're already working in? And, uh, and you know, who do we need to call to make this a reality? As a result, lots of voice talent are getting lots of calls and lots of auditions that wouldn't have happened a few short years ago. And I think it's particularly fitting that Apple would receive the Helen Keller Award, given um, of what we know of Helen Keller. And if you don't know much about her, um, she was known mainly because she was blind, but able to overcome um, any number of physical disabilities, including deafness and and uh, just all the things that that uh, happened to her in her life. Clearly, there are, there are more um, issues, um, but she's an inspiration to so many people. And uh, for for the award to be given to Apple, I mean, it just speaks to the fact that. Um, although the people who are using this may not be able to see, um, they're giving them that ability to have the vision. And, of course, um, Apple has great vision in helping other people to see. It's a wonderful example of technology opening up opportunities for everyone. And uh, I look forward to seeing where else Apple takes not only VoiceOver for iOS, but all of its other technologies to create a more opportunity-filled world for all of us. Well, that's it for this week's Tech Talk. Coming up next in VoxBox, we'll get to hear from one of our top voice talent members on what it takes to succeed in our industry. VoxBox, sharing your audio feedback. 
Brett Olson is a voice you've probably heard before. He's been a Voices.com member since he graduated from broadcasting school in 2009, and he's managed to build an impressive resume in a few short years. He was the voice of Google's and YouTube's internet advertising, and has also done advertising work for Apple and Campbell's Soup, among countless others. We asked him to share some insight into how he built his voice career and how he keeps raising the bar. My name is Brett Olson. I'm from Alberta, Canada. I first got started in voiceover back in 2009, actually, right after graduating from broadcasting school. Uh, One of my teachers at the school had told me about the website, and he said that uh, it's a really great way to get started because you can have access to some really big auditions, but you don't need an agent. So I thought that's probably the best way to do it. So the day after graduating, actually, I signed up on the website, uh, made sort of an introductory profile. I didn't really have much, you know, demos or anything like that. But I just said, you know what, I'm going to audition for one project and just see how it goes. Just throw it out there. So to my complete shock, that morning I woke up and I actually had got the job. I was awarded it. And uh, it was to do promotional advertising for a company in the UK. You know, and that turned out to be really awesome, actually. And uh, that moment I thought, you know what, this is going to be a cakewalk. This will probably be a lot easier than I thought it was. But of course it's not. It takes, you know, hundreds and hundreds of auditions to really get out there. But over many years of being in the business, it took me a really long time to understand that what the client wants is they want you, your unique personality, your energy, uh, your tone. That's what they want. They just want you. And I I was trying to be all these different things that I was, and I was trying to be the announcer guy and all these different things. And nothing really seemed to happen in my career until I just was myself. And a really cool thing that ended up happening is I started working for Google and YouTube as uh, their main voice for their internet advertising. And that lasted for quite a few years, actually. That was one of the more exciting moments of my career. And somewhere in there, after signing up on the site, I had noticed the top 100 favorites list. And these seemed to be the guys who really had it all, you know. Uh, The most listens, everybody was always checking out their profiles. And to me, they seemed to be probably making the most money. So... I set a goal for myself, Uh, it was pretty naive, but I set a goal for myself to be number one on that top 100 favorites list. I didn't know how I was going to get there, I didn't have a plan, I didn't really have anything. Um, Just through years of working, I would just visualize myself being number one on that top 100 favorites list. And, you know, after a lot of ups and downs, you know, really big successes, but also at times where it was so bad, I really thought I probably should quit. And I think a lot of people go through that when they're trying to achieve big goals. But again, the amazing thing was just recently, I was looking at the top 100 favorites list. I was busy with other work and stuff, and I don't really have time to look at it anymore. But I happened to see it, and there was my name, number one on the list. And even the picture was like exactly the same type of picture I visualized in my head of me being on that number one spot. So I guess I'm just here to say that you know, stuff can come true if you really just keep working for your dreams. They're going to they're gonna come true eventually if you go through all the ups and downs. If you uh, want to learn more about me or just, you know, keep in contact, if you want some tips or something like that, just add me on Facebook, uh, Brett Olson, B-R-E-T-T-O-L-S-E-N. Or you can go to my website at brett-olson.com. Thanks, guys. You know, Stephanie, Brett raises some interesting points about keeping momentum going when you think your career is stuck in neutral. Well, that's right, Carmi. I mean, Brett demonstrated that, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight. 
yes, you may get the very first job you audition for, but again, that's, he's like an outlier. That doesn't really happen to many people, let alone someone who's just starting out. So to really appreciate kind of how Brett has been able to navigate this, you have to think, well, how does he spend his time? How often is he auditioning, kind of honing his craft, and who's he working with, and is he getting coaching? These are all questions that you as an individual voice artist need to be considering for yourself because success does not happen overnight, nor does it happen on its own. Usually there's a lot of hard work, dedication, and determination. I think perseverance is one of the key ingredients to success. Uh, you know, people who are successful have been going at it longer than other people. You know, someone will stop and, and they'll, they'll get discouraged. But the people who are really successful, it isn't necessarily because they have the most skills or they've got the greatest set of pipes or something like this. It's because they stuck it out and that they had a lot of passion for what they were doing. I love that he would close his eyes and have a vision of where he wanted to be. And as he was investing in his career and auditioning and taking the time and, and doing everything that he needed to do in order to build his brand, he always knew where it was that he wanted to be, and he never lost sight of that. And I think that's important because in every voice career, there will be ups and there will be downs. And when you're at the bottom of one of your downs, if you can close your eyes and keep, keep your vision there, know what you're shooting for, it's a very powerful motivator to stick with it until that success ultimately does come. Yeah. I mean, some people will set a goal for the year or maybe goals every month they want to hit. And there are others who will have a goal like literally every day. I am going to reach higher. I'm going to do more. I'm going to improve, even if it is a minuscule improvement. Um, so if you aren't setting goals, then you don't really have much to look forward to. I mean, you're not seeing where you could be because there's a lack of vision. So um, maybe the takeaway today from what Brett shared is simply to have goals. Well, I'm already looking at my own to-do list and I'm listing out my goals as we speak. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Carmi Levy. If you want to keep in touch with us before our next episode, head over to Twitter and use the VoxDog hashtag. We'll be back next week. See you then.